Today is Friday, September the 23rd, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, I break down tomorrow night's game as South Carolina looks to return to winning ways as they take on the Charlotte 49ers under the lights at Williams-Rice Stadium. Guys, I'll break down the game in its entirety. We'll talk top storylines, key matchups to watch, keys to the game, and I will lock in my lead pipe lock of the week prediction as well. Also, your listener questions. We have got a packed show for you here on this Friday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Red Fox Roofing. Guys, Red Fox Roofing is a family-owned and operated residential roofing company born and raised in the Carolinas. They're proud South Carolina Gamecock fans servicing the local Columbia, Charleston, and most of the surrounding areas. They offer free inspections for storm damage, free same-day estimates for full roof replacements, and roof certifications for people getting ready to sell their homes. Also, guys, they know how important shingle quality is when it comes to your roof. That's why they use Atlas Shingles, which is the only shingle manufacturer on the market who's partnered with 3M and has a Scotch guard protection on their shingles. They offer a lifetime algae resistant warranty that your roof will never have those ugly black streaks from algae buildup. Now, when it comes to the best possible pricing, they've got you covered there as well. Red Fox Roofing is willing to beat any written estimate and allows financing as well. They service every home as if it was theirs, and the retention of detail and customer service is truly what sets them apart. Guys, simply put, they always leave it better than they found it. Give them a call today at 843 843- 364-3023. That's 843-364-3023 for all of your roofing needs. You can also find them on Facebook at Red Fox Roofing. Or if you have any other questions, go to their website at redfoxroof.com. That's redfoxroof.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let me do the honors. 
in regards to setting the tone for tomorrow night's ball game. It is a horrid weekend to be a 49er, and it's a great weekend to watch the Gamecocks get a W at williams Bryce stadium ladies and gentlemen boys and girls happy friday tgif hope you're all doing well i'm chris phillips your host of the spurs up show as always and we have got a jam-packed show for you here on this game day eve as we get you ready for kickoff as south carolina like i mentioned in the intro looks to return to winning ways and snap that ugly two-game losing streak and give us all something to feel good about once again in our weekend. Guys, got a ton to get into, tons to dissect and break down as we get you ready. Before we do, just one quick reminder, of course, tomorrow, guys, the TSUS tailgate will return. We'll be back out at Seawells Spot 78. Guys, if you're looking at the Seawells building from the road, we are in the paved lot just to the left of the main Seawells building. You will see the TSUS and the Big Cock Club flags flying high, flying proud. Again, we will be out there having us a hell of a time before kickoff. I will have Beamer Ball towels and koozies for sale at the tailgate, guys. Also, we have koozies and stickers to give away. The koozies are courtesy of our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants, which, of course, are the presenting sponsor of our Lead Pipe Lock of the Week prediction, which I will get into later in this show. But my friend Dallas over at A1 Air Quality Consultants providing us with these koozies. If you stopped by last week, you already saw them. Gave a ton away at the Georgia tailgate and cannot wait to hand these bad boys out yet again. We've got the Beamer Wall stickers as well. So we've got koozies and stickers to give away for free. And I've also got koozies and towels for sale at the tailgate. Now, I'll be out at Seawells probably around 2.30 or so, sometime between 2 and 3, but really looking forward to hanging out and partying with a bunch of rowdy Gamecocks. Yet again, going to be a really, really good time. We have a fantastic time at Seawells, and it's always fun meeting you guys, interacting, talking Gamecocks, getting ready for the game, uh, and obviously, again, providing you guys with merchandise as well. So, again, guys, that's spot 78 in the Seawells parking lot. You're looking at the building. We're right across the street from the Rocket, right down the road from Jay's Corner. If you have any other questions in regards to where we are, where the heck Seawells is, and guys, for those asking, yes, you can park at Seawells. So if you need to park at Seawells for the game, you're more than welcome to do that. But if you want to park somewhere else and just walk over, we will be out there. Again, the flags will be flying high. Merch will be for sale. Merch to give away. Going to be one hell of a time. Cannot wait to get back out at Seawells. With that being said, hey, let's go ahead and dive into it, guys, as we sit here again on this game day eve. Gamecocks taking on the Charlotte 49ers tomorrow night at Williams-Brice Stadium. A 7.30 kick on ESPNU. As we sit here today, South Carolina, a 22-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under has jumped to 66. That number has kind of went back and forth uh, in regards to the total. We've seen the total rise in that one. Vegas, is expecting points in this ball game, but have been again the Gamecocks are big favorites in this one. When you look at the series history, this is the first all-time meeting between the two schools, which is not surprising because Charlotte hasn't really existed all that long in the last meeting. Of course, didn't happen uh, because the two teams have never played. So there's a first for everything, and this will be the first time these two schools have gone to battle on. The football field. We've seen South Carolina and Charlotte play a couple of times on the diamond, but never in football. So it should be a lot of fun. Let's dive into, guys, our top storylines. And I'll be honest with you. 
right? When you come into a game like this, non-conference game, sort of a sort of a, a, a feel-good or you hope to feel good after this one type of game, there are not as many storylines, I will say, as when you're playing a Georgia or when you inevitably play, inevitably play a Kentucky or a Texas A&M. But I will not sit here and tell you that this is not an important ball game. And we talked during the summer before the season about how you win, how you lose. How you win a game like this and how you win the next two is extremely important because I could argue these next two weeks, and we're going to get into this more in just a second, but these next two weeks are going to set up how the rest of your season plays out. With that being said, guys, diving into top storylines, the one I've got to start with is this, guys, avoiding another slow start. That's got to be one of the top priorities, if not the top priority, right? It, it, it's kind of weird. I've had this internal battle with myself all week long. Because as you sit here one and two, you're exactly where everyone picked you to be at this point in the season, including yours truly, right? Most Gamecock fans, and certainly all of the national guys I saw, they had South Carolina at one and two in the season at this point. But again, as we talked all summer, as we talked all preseason, when you look beyond the record, it's not just the record we're looking for year two of Shane Beamer. It's about how do you win and how do you lose? And I would argue, guys, a lot of this frustration you're feeling, it still stems from week one. You know, if you would have dominated Georgia State and had your way with the Panthers, went up and down the field on them offensively, and then the exact same thing happened the last two weeks, I think we could have sat here all week and said, well, you know, you just got to tip your cap to Arkansas and Georgia. I mean, they're just so good. And, you know, there's no shame in losing to those teams. The problem is, though, that didn't happen. And we have not seen South Carolina really play quality football at all to this point. And the only times they've had, they have, it's been in very, very, very short spurts, if you will. Right? And a lot of that goes back to, the slow starts in which I'm talking about. Even against Georgia State, you got off to a slow start. You look at the Arkansas game, you're down 21 to three. I mean, Georgia speaks for itself. You're down 24 to nothing at halftime. You cannot afford another slow start. Because I tell you this, you tip your cap and you give your credit to your opponents, but this is starting to become a disturbing trend, guys. And I don't really know what you can point to. I don't know if it's if it's player mentality. I don't know if it's something in preparation. I don't know if it's something in coaching. Or again, maybe it's just we're looking too deep into it. And you just played some really, really good teams and they've jumped all over you. But in this ball game tomorrow night, you cannot afford a slow start. This is already a fan base that is on edge. And I think this is a team also that might be a little bit on edge as well. A team that might be pressing a little bit, right? Because what's so interesting is the double-edged sword in this game. It's almost like, you can't win by enough. And this team's been hearing that chatter all week long, right? They've been hearing, God, I mean, we just can't score enough. We can't do anything almost in this game to appease this fan base. You think it's bad right now? Go out there and be up 10 to 7 at halftime, 17 to 10 at halftime. You will feel the wrath. And these uneasy feelings we have right now will be amplified times 100. You need to come out from the jump and establish we are worlds ahead of you. We, we, we talked about the last two weeks, the mismatches, the mismatches, excuse me, between the Gamecocks and, you know, when they played Georgia and Arkansas. This is a game where it's a mismatch on the other side. Like, like there, There's truly a gap 
between these two teams like I taught when you played Georgia and Arkansas. You need to show that for the opening snap. Avoid a slow start. Again, if you get off to a quick one, you say, you know what, maybe maybe we're looking too far into it. We're, 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 we're giving too much credit to the slow starts. But it's becoming a disturbing trend. It's something that's got to change in the Shane Beamer era. Absolutely. Guys, I, I could have made my next storyline the one storyline we talk about this entire show because it's what we've been talking about all week long, and it's the offense. I mean, this game is literally all about the offense. Guys, I'll say this too. As I told you on the Daily Crow yesterday, and I'm sure I'm going to repeat on the Daily Crow today, you know, we're doing the whole song and dance today, talking about key matchups and keys to the game. And, you know, because certainly, again, I, I want to give credit to Charlotte. Will Healy, his team, they've done a great job building that Charlotte 49ers program. You want to give credit to your opponent. But this game is all about South Carolina, right? It, it is. It is. We can all agree. And you look at South Carolina's offense, right? And it is the biggest mystery of this football team. What's so wild is you're having some problems defensively, right? I mean, you haven't held a team to less than 200 yards rushing. You would think that would be, I don't know, a conversation starter. You would think that'd be a point of emphasis this week. But it hasn't been because the offense has fallen so short of expectation. It's been so abysmal. And I understand this time last week, guys, we sat here and we said, you know what? Georgia's not the game where you're going to – it's not going to be a measuring stick type of game. You're not going to get anything going or or find out who you are. But, again, as you sit here with a record we all predicted, I just think the way the offense has looked and the issues that have reared their ugly head that we had last year, that's what's driving folks so bad. And you look at it statistically, it hadn't been any better in the stat sheet either, guys. Spencer Rattler, two touchdowns, five interceptions. You don't have a running back that's run for like over 30 or 40 yards in a game yet. You're averaging under three yards per carry, I believe. Nothing about your offense has clicked. Jaheim Bell has more rushing attempts than he has catches. This game tomorrow night is all about getting the offense going. And I think it was J.C. Sherbert yesterday, or, you know, a lot of you guys have asked me, like, what do you want to see from the offense? What What's one thing? There's not one thing. There, there isn't just one thing I want to see. I want to see Spencer Rattler play better and, and not be shuffling his feet and sensing rush when it's not there. I want to see the offensive line go out and dominate somebody. Like, physically impose their will on the Charlotte defensive front. I want to see our playmakers be featured. Antoine Wells, God, can somebody find Josh Van? Where's he been? Right? Jalen Brooks, Jaheim Bell, obviously, get him going. Austin Stogner. I want to see Marshawn Lloyd and Juju in the run game. Christian Beale Smith in the run game. All facets of this offense need to click because, guys, as as you've seen throughout the week, we've highlighted Charlotte features the worst defense. Statistically now, the worst defense in college football giving up over 560 yards per game, 45 points per game. I mean, if you can't rack up over 500 yards of offense, and we'll just say over 40 points, you've got some major, and I mean major, problems and issues. And obviously, it all points back to Marcus Satterfield. It all points back to him. Because I I think it's safe to say We're at the point where Marcus Satterfield is literally coaching for his job. I mean, the man has already lost basically all support amidst Gamecock Nation. He's basically lost all support 
right? And we knew what the storyline was coming into this season. Hey, either you take the pieces you've added and you get the offense clicking and you're retained and you show us, hey, it really was just the fact that the personnel was the issue in year one, or you don't and we still stink on offense and you have to go. Because I can tell you guys this, I love Shane Beamer. I'm a Beamer guy. Obviously, I you know I joke, but it's for real. I wouldn't rock his 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 name on my merchandise if I did not believe in Shane Beamer. But if Marcus Satterfield, if this offense has yet another poorest season and he brings Sat back, guys, that is damn near career suicide. He will not have a choice but to move on from Sat. So this game, yes, we want to see things in the defense. I'm going to talk about them here next. But this game's all about the offense. We just, we've got to see it. We've got to see things click. This is where you start to establish some sort of a DNA, some sort of an identity. Find out what are we good at? What do we want to do? You've got to be able to find something these next two weeks starting tomorrow night. Because if you can't find it against Charlotte, guys, if you can't find it against SC State, if you can't take advantage and impose your will and, and flex your muscles a bit, if you can't do it in this game tomorrow night, who are you going to beat up on? It's literally the worst defense in college football. There is no excuse for Satterfield, for Rattler, for anybody on that offensive side. It's all about the offense tomorrow night. Let's, however, talk defense. Another big storyline for me, guys. You know, this defense is banged up. We just heard on Shane Beamer's call-in show, Darius Rush and David Spalding, two defensive backs, will be out for the game. I also would not be shocked if guys like Alex Huntley, Cam Smith, some of your bigger guys, they did not play. Shane Beamer saying they're still questionable. I would not be surprised if they held them out. But we've been talking offense, right, all week long, how, you know, oh, this is a this is a, a get-back game or a feel-good game or a, a whatever you want to label this as. This is a great opportunity, right, for the offense to figure things out and get going. What about the defense? What about the defense that we hyped up so much and Clayton White this and Torian Gray that? And I'm still big fans of those guys, and I still believe in those guys as coaches, but the defense has been hot dog water to this point. And the statistics prove it, and you can't argue otherwise. And I understand, again, you played Arkansas, you played Georgia, but hell, you gave up 200 yards rushing to Georgia State. And guess what, guys? Guess who Charlotte just beat over the weekend? They beat Georgia State. This is a huge game for your defense as well. Looking for a bounce-back performance, and again, looking for something to feel good about. You need to also... Flex your muscles on the defensive side. And Will Healy is a good offensive coach, guys. This is a football team offensively that, I hate to say it, will probably be able to move the football, right? They're led by a veteran quarterback in Chris Reynolds. You look at you look at his numbers, seven touchdowns to one pick. He's a veteran guy, 73% completion percentage, and right now averaging 298 yards per game through the air. So they can pitch and catch it a little bit. No question. No question they can, right? And I'm sure that's going to be their game plan against the Gamecock secondary that is now down two key contributors. I wouldn't be surprised if Cam Smith didn't play. A game like this, your defensive front needs to take over. Hey, Jordan Birch. Hey, Zach Pickens. Hey, everybody else. This is Charlotte. You should be able to dominate. There is a talent gap 
as wide as as the Savannah River, man. I mean, there's a talent gap that is immense in this ball game. Your defense should be able to dominate, get pressure on Chris Reynolds all day. Georgia, not a good measuring stick, right? Georgia was not. Maybe even Arkansas wasn't. You're not going to face two offensive lines, guys, as good as the last two that you saw. The defense needs to bounce that game damn near as badly as your offense does. And, guys, that leads me into my final storyline which is, I mean, just across the board. What's wild is this. I told everybody over the summer, hey, Gamecocks are probably going to start one and two. Don't hit the panic button, right? But admittedly, I've been frustrated this week as well, and it's not just because of the fact you're one and two. I really thought in games, number one, I thought Georgia State you would win uh, much more impressively than you did. I, again, I think that's where a lot of this stems from, is just the fact you couldn't even beat up on a Georgia State, who Charlotte just beat, by the way, right? But in SEC games against Arkansas and Georgia, those were two games you never felt like you were in them, really. I mean, Arkansas, maybe you tried to come back late, but that one didn't feel like it was really in doubt, right? And then Georgia was a bloodbath. I mean, just an absolute bloodbath. Okay, so this is a fan base right now that is a bit beaten, battered, and bruised because I think through three games, even though the record's what we expected, it's just like, man, this team has fallen short of expectations. This team has not looked the way we expected it to. And so I've had folks this week chime in and say, Chris, these games don't matter. You just can't win by enough. While I understand the sentiment, I disagree. These games are immensely important. I think this could be the most important two-game stretch this season for this football team. Here's why. You need to use these two weeks to build up as much confidence and as much positive momentum as you can going into the back stretch of your schedule. Because we all know what looms in two weeks or so when you go to Lexington and how important that ball game is. And then the rest of your SEC slate, Texas A&M, Mizzou, Vandy, Florida, Tennessee, Clemson, right? It will get no easier for you down the stretch. You need to use these next two games starting tomorrow night to build up confidence, to build up momentum. Guys, just to build up some feel-good, right? When we talk on Monday, you know what? If, if we won 63 to nothing and y'all want to say, well, it was just Charlotte who gives a damn, you know what? Maybe you're right, but perception, it's funny how that thing, perception, it turns into reality, right? And, and you can almost trick yourself into, into not remembering the bad times and remembering the bad things and, 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 and tricking yourself. Damn, maybe we are a good football team. It doesn't even matter who we play, but we beat up on somebody else. You know, this is a great opportunity for this football team to get back to the basics, to start having fun again, to start playing fast, right? And, and just start to build something. For the rest of the season, because what's so interesting again, guys, the internal battle I've had, it's not like the season's lost. It's not like you lost to Georgia State. It's not like you've lost a game that, you know, you you weren't expected to lose, right? Like you're exactly where everyone thought you were going to be. But the problem is you haven't looked nearly the part 
we thought you would. A game like tomorrow night in these next couple of weeks is an opportunity to correct that, or at least start to correct that and build up some of that positive mojo going into really the part of your season, your schedule, that's going to determine the fate of this season at this point. So huge opportunity. I look at it as a massive game. I, I, I think it's a big game for this football team, and in turn, Whatever the result is, it's going to be big for the fan base because there's so many people right now just holding on for dear life that want something. Because, guys, we've had nothing to feel good about at this point. I mean, we really haven't. This season at this point through three games has been nothing but frustration and disappointment. It is time for this fan base to be able to hang its hat on something, even if that's a win over Charlotte. You know what? Some some rival fan bases who hear me say that may mock and may scoff. But you know what? Victories of victory, big or small. You celebrate the minor victories when you can get them, hoping that they build up to bigger victories, right? So it's just about time we have something to feel good about. We're able to boost up the statistics. We're able to look back at the highlights and say, man, wasn't that a fun night? So huge opportunity across the board for Gamecocks football. Let's dive into key matchups to watch. Keys the game, and then I'll lock in my lead pipe lock of the week as well, guys. Before we do, though, of course, on the gambling side of things, we've been talking about it all week. You love to bet spreads. You love to bet over-unders. You love to bet futures. Why not break the bookie betting prop plays this season? Guys, with our friends over at Prize Picks, go down to Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code TSUS at sign up to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players and you can win up 10 times on any entry. Guys, Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. Price Picks allows mixed sport entries. So, for example, you can take the over on Rattler, parlay with the under on LeBron, parlay with the over on Mahomes. You can do college football, of course, college sports, NBA, NHL, MLB, anything you can think of. And, of course, we love prize picks because of the college sports aspect. They've also got a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, that's our friends over at Prize Picks. Go down to Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com, and when you do, use the promo code TSUS at sign up to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out. Let's break the bookie this college football season. All right, that being said, guys, let's dive into our key matchups to watch. And let's dive right into it, guys. It's all about the offense, as I mentioned. And for many of you, most of you out there tuned in, Marcus Satterfield, the Gamecocks can't score enough for you to say a nice word about him. But that's a major key matchup in this one, guys. And it really starts here for Sat. If you're going to start to build back some good graces and try to save your job, you need to throw up at minimum a 50-burger in this game. Charlotte, the worst defense in college football. They also just lost their top cover guy, I heard, with an ACL injury. They're one of the worst, if not the worst, in the country. Anthony Treese pointed out on Wednesday in regards to coverage rate. There is no excuse and the two men responsible Marcus Satterfield against Greg Brown that's my first key matchup Greg Brown is the defensive coordinator for the Charlotte 49ers and of course we all know who Marcus Satterfield is and just what is the identity what's the identity um you know what what do you want to do you know what do you want to be good at right 
it just this is where you start to figure that out. You, you need to take advantage of the competition you're playing. Marcus Satterfield is going to be responsible. I, I, again, most of you are checked out on him, but he's got to figure something out in this game. Marcus Satterfield against Greg Bound, my first key matchup. My second key matchup to watch. Let's move to the other side of the ball. And again, guys, like I told you, Charlotte can throw it around. They can play pitch and catch a little bit. Grant DeBose is the guy on the outside they'll go to most often. Marcellus Dial is the player I've got him matching up with. Marcellus Dial against Grant DeBose. Our second key matchup, guys, DeBose, 25 catches, 314 yards, and five touchdowns on this season. Again, DeBose has been the go-to target for Chris Reynolds and those 49ers quarterbacks. No Darius Rush, no David Spaulding. Maybe no Cam Smith. A lot of the pressure falls on Marcellus Style, the only Gamecocks defensive back with an interception, which, by the way, I didn't talk about this. I didn't talk about this in the top storylines, but speaking of Dial, speaking of the defense, how about forcing a couple of turnovers in this game, guys? You only have one on the season through three games. That's another big part of this defense that needs to improve, and getting the ball off Charlotte four or five times would do wonders for a defense searching for confidence. Uh, again, getting back to the key matchups, guys, my final one on the offensive side. We talked with J.C. Sherbert of the Big Spur yesterday in regards to who's the playmaker you need to see get going. Jaheim Bell, and I agree with him. Jaheim Bell is just too good for his statistics to be this pedestrian at this point in the season. Jaheim Bell against Wayne Jones, a big player for them in their secondary, 30 tackles, two and a half tackles for loss at this point. But it doesn't matter who Bell is lining up across from. They need to force feed him the football. You have got to get the ball in Jaheim Bell's hands if you're going to have any type of success this season. So guys, that's my key matchups to watching this ball game. Let's move to our keys to the game and keys to victory for South Carolina. What the Gamecocks must do tomorrow night to ensure a big win at Williams Bryce Stadium. First guys, I talked about this earlier. Start fast. You cannot afford a slow start in this ball game because I tell you what, you go three and out in the first drive, you fall down seven to nothing. Hey, we hate to hear it, but somebody's got to say it. You're going to hear the Boo Birds start coming out, the Fire Satterfield start coming out. Things are going to get ugly at Willie B. You need a 14-0, 17-0, 21-0. You need that type of start in this game for the morale of the fan base, the morale of the football team. Start fast. My first key to the game. My second key. Win third down, something you have not been able to do all season long, offensively, defensively. You know, we talk about the importance of third down, guys, and it's no dub, but you have been so bad at this point on third down. You got to win third down, keep drives alive, and get the opponent off the field. And my final key to the game, guys, is this. Play a full 60, a full 60 minutes. And why do I even say that and bring that up? You know why, guys? Because when I looked at this game over the summer, I really thought to myself, you know, this will be one that, you know, we're, we're getting Luke Doty and Braden Davis and Tanner Bailey and our, we're getting all our backups in. This is a feel-good try to just, just play everybody. And while I still kind of hope that happens late in the game, dude, I think this is a game you need to score and you need to score as much as possible and you need to dominate as much as you possibly can, right? Again, you can't score enough. You can't win by enough in this ball game. I think it's important to build up as much confidence as you can with your starters. Keep your starters in there. Get the reps in there. I know you don't want to risk injury, but guys, guess what? It's football. Guys can get hurt. I think it's important. Play a full 60, man. Take it to Charlotte for a full 60 minutes. Do not let your foot off the gas pedal. 
You were at no point to be doing that. You are not at a point. You're not at a point as a football team in this season where you can be doing that. Play a full 60. So, again, my three keys to the game, start fast, win third down, full 60-minute game. Let's move into, guys, my prediction, which, of course, is brought to you by our friends, the Lead Pipe Lock of the Week, brought to you by A1 Air Quality Consultants. Guys, A1 Air Quality Consultants is giving corporate services for working man prices. They have over 20 years in the mold industry and 10 years in the asbestos industry. They use the most modern scientific technology for highly accurate results. They perform the following services, mold testing air and surface, allergen testing air, including pollen, dust, etc., asbestos testing in building materials, asbestos air testing to make sure it's not airborne, air monitoring services during abatement projects, and E. coli testing surface and water. Guys, for more information, give them a call today, 864-619-2092. That's 864-619-2092. You can also find them on Twitter at A1AirQuality1 and on Instagram at A1AirQuality Consultants. Guys, we're also always posting the prediction graphics. We have their logo on there. We're tagging them. I would love you guys to leave a comment, tag Dallas, tag the guys over at A1AirQuality Consultants, say, yo, what's up? We appreciate the lead pipe lock of the week. Guys, if you have any other questions for him, for what they do, their services, you want to inquire, head to their website at A1 Air Quality Consultants. That's A1 Air Quality Consultants.com. Be sure to check them out. Tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. And we appreciate our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants for their love and support of the Spurs Up Show. Okay, let's dive into it. The lead pipe. Lock of the week brought to you by A1 Air Quality Consultants. We are in a very interesting place as a fan base and a football team, right? Because like I've told you all, the internal dialogue is this. We sit here one and two. I expected us to be one and two. Heck, I picked us to start one and two and go eight and four still. But I don't think you'd find anyone who would look at us and say, oh, that's that's most definitely an 8-4 and four football team. No, no, no. Because of the way we've played and how we've gotten to this point, you would be hard-pressed, again, to find anyone who is picking this team probably to win more than five or six games. Now, earlier in the week, I sort of spoiled my prediction when I gave you all Gamecocks minus 22 as my best bet. But, but again, I'll say, while many, I, I know some of you and a lot of you, maybe, I, I don't know. A, a lot of folks I feel like are probably checked out of this one. Like, hey, I'll see you in two weeks when you play Kentucky, somebody with a pulse. Because it don't matter if you win these games. It don't matter how you win them, you know, what have you. And I think that's probably what the casual would say. And, and I'm not judging anyone out there, but I think the casual would probably look at these and say, I'm not even really going to tune in. I got better things I could be doing. Let's see what they do when they play Kentucky. But for the rest of us, who are locked in and want to see improvement week to week to week. This game is massively important. If for nothing else than the morale of the football team, right? Especially on the offensive side. What is your DNA? What is your identity? What are you good at? What do you want to be good at? What do you want to do? How do you want to utilize your playmakers? All of those questions you have, which, although I could argue they should have already been answered by now, all of those questions you have, though, this is the time, here and now, to figure that out. 
this is the time to get things rolling, right? You had a tough start of to the season. Georgia State, kind of intriguing matchup. Sean Elliott comes back to town. Uh, Georgia State, a quality football team, quality conference USA team, right? They gave you some problems. Season opener, you could even argue, oh, you're just rusty at the season opener. Arkansas, bad matchup. We knew it over the summer. They beat you the way they did. Georgia, elite. They beat you the way they did. Cool. There's no excuse this week. There's no excuse tomorrow night. And I know many of you say, Chris, there's just no way. Look it up. I understand. But when you look at the talent gap between South Carolina and Charlotte, guys, it's arguably wider than the talent gap between Georgia and South Carolina. I mean, that's really realistically what we're looking at in this ballgame. So when I look at this game, again, I, I, I spoiled it a little bit earlier in the week, locking in the minus 22. But I did that because I believe in the approach I talked about Wednesday, which is the, the buy low, sell high approach. I think a lot of people right now are down and out on South Carolina. I know a lot of Gamecock fans are down and out on South Carolina. Things, right, are never as good as they seem and they're never as bad as they seem. With that being said, right? Will there be uneasy moments in this ball game? You can't win by enough. I feel like the uneasy moments, unless we go out there and win 70 to zero, the uneasy moments are inevitable. However, I, I do think finally, although do I think Marcus Satterfield is the long-term answer for this football program as, as OC? Do I think that, you know, because we're going to have back-to-back solid games offensively, all of a sudden we've just figured out all of our problems? No, I don't think so. You know, I, I'm 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 holding back in regards to being the conductor of the fire Marcus Satterfield train or or leading the hashtag fire Satterfield campaign, if you will. But I have my doubts. You know, no no question. If you don't have your doubts, I don't know what you're looking at at this point. However, in this game, I do believe South Carolina's talent will shine. Um, I I, I think you look at Charlotte again, guys. The worst defense in college football in regards to statistics. That's not just me saying that. When you look at it statistically, they have been abysmal. And I mean abysmal on the defensive side. Your defense, I think, will bounce back. I know you're banged up. Hey, listen, Will Healy, CLT, they'll be able to move the ball a little bit. Chris Reynolds is a really, really good quarterback, a a veteran guy. He'll play solid ball. But I think up front, Line of scrimmage, you should be able to get in his face, force a turnover or two. And all in all, again, this game is all about South Carolina. It's all about the Gamecocks starting to build up positive momentum and figure themselves out. It won't be perfect. It won't be perfect, but I think that will happen. This is a South Carolina football team that will take advantage of the worst defense in college football. I think the offense is going to look better, but it's because – they can't look worse, and they're literally playing a defense that does not have a pull. So that's, does that spell for over 500 yards of offense? Does that spell for over 50 points? I, I don't know, right? Charlotte's average is at like 560-something and 45-and-a-half in regards to what they're surrendering. I think you'll be close to those numbers. I think it's a comfortable win at Willie B. The Gamecocks, again, do flex their muscles. Talent will shine tomorrow night. And with that being said, let me go ahead and lock it in. I've got South Carolina 48, Charlotte 21. So, again, the Gamecocks covering the spread. Um, I don't think really – this is not a game where it's ever going to be in doubt, obviously. 
But again, early on, if you're only up seven or nothing out of the first quarter, right? You just you cannot score enough. I mean, we're all on the edge of our seat. This is a game where it really should be. I think it should be your goal to score every time your offense touches the football. I mean, every single time. 500 yards of offense, 200 rushing or more, 300 passing or more. That, to me, should be the goal in this one. Really figure out who and what you want to be and get things going. But, again, I I think it's a fun one tomorrow night under the lights at Williams-Brice Stadium. My lead pipe lock of the week brought to you by our friends at A1 Air Quality Consultants. Give me Gamecocks 48, Charlotte 21 as South Carolina gets back to 500. And we finally have something to feel good about yet again. All right, guys, that being said, before we get out of here, appreciate you all. would love to hear your thoughts, your feedback. How do you think this game tomorrow night will go? Would love to hear from you all. Let's get into your listener questions, right? We got a couple of questions here. Uh, Let me find these questions. We'll go ahead and knock these out, and then we'll get into the weekend. Again, I'm very excited, guys, to see you all yet again back at Williams-Brice Stadium. Uh, should be a lot more fun the last couple of Saturdays that we've had. That is for sure. If I can find our questions here, if I can find our questions, let's see. Let's see. Here we go. Okay. Diving into the questions. we got a few. Yep. Mike.Edwards07 says, dropping 70 will make me feel better about the offense. Hey, it make me feel better too. No doubt. Parker Godfrey, am I the only one? That was wrong about Rattler being fast. I mean, I think he's mobile. I never thought he was fast, though. Spur your enthusiasm. Says points the offense need to score to feel like we're taking a step in the right direction. Spur your enthusiasm. Again, I don't know that you can score enough, but if you can score 50-plus, it'll at least give me something to feel positive about. Uh, the Wesley Blevins. Should we give Sat more time, or are people justified in thinking we should fire him? I don't know that you accomplish anything firing a coach, especially a coordinator mid-season. But, uh, you know, here's the thing, Wesley. If it doesn't get done this year, if the offense six, seven weeks from now still looks the way it has at this point, you got to make the move. I I think you just have to make the move. Um, JTur8841, how many points does Satterfield need this weekend to keep his job? Again, I don't see a change happening uh, mid-season, but, you know, I, I, I would hate to mess around and find out what the number is, right? So score, score a lot. That's the goal. Uh, T underscore Anderson 005. Do you think Satterfield will be fired at some point this season? The answer is no. Matt Dobbins 31. Will Josh Van finally get something going this week? I hope so, man. I, I hope so. I, I don't want Josh Van's only claim to fame in this 2022 seasons because of a podcast clip. Like, dude, go on the field and make some plays. I am CD2. Is it about time to hop on the fire sat train? I don't know yet. As I told you guys before, I'm really intrigued these next two weeks to see what happens and then go into Kentucky. If it's not clicking by then, I- I'll be done with Satterfield. Uh, Trent DePache says, do you think Satterfield will be fired in the next two seasons? Yeah, yeah, I do. Gun to head, yes. Uh, final question, Brad O'Kelly says, thoughts on the comments from Van on the play calling? Well, I, I will say this. I'm not trying to be a Satterfield defender by any means, but uh, – I don't know, dude. It's 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 interesting hearing comments from a guy who's not playing, right? Like, it's kind of on Josh Van to know the plays. You know, as someone, you know, I, I want to hammer Sat, don't get me wrong, but 
Um, and I don't think it's a great look for Satterfield, especially when you got an offensive guy like that just being so vocal about what they are and are not doing, um, what they are or they are not doing, right? So I, it is what it is, man. I, I'm excited to just get to kick off tomorrow night, just put the drama behind us. It, it's crazy how on a, on a daily basis we have all this drama happening. This guy said this and this person said this. Let's just get to kickoff, man. Hey, winning cures all. Winning solves all, especially if Josh Van can get himself going in this ball game. Guys, hey, that's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in, y'all. Thank y'all so much for getting another successful week. All the love, all the support. And hey, listen, I know we're not playing Georgia. I know we're not playing Arkansas. I know we're not playing an SEC game. But I do want to say thank y'all so much. Y'all haven't checked out. Y'all been keeping the heat all week long and really, really excited to see how this football team responds tomorrow night at Willie B. That being said, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Go Cox, beat Charlotte, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. 